Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to email us at ForgottenFailuresCast at gmail.com or visit ForgottenFailuresCast.com. When you go to rob a bank, you think things might get out of hand, might get a little crazy. But two guys come in robbing the same bank at the same time that you are and then get stuck in the toilet. Now that's one situation I never even dreamed of. Hello, this is Mike. This is Daryl. This is also Mike. And this is Lindsay. And this is Forgotten Failures, where we watch a forgotten or obscure film and, and see if it was worth forgetting about. Uh, and this week, we are watching something I'm super excited for. Uh, uh, it's a Polly Shore film. Polly Shore? Yeah, the <laughs> Polly Shore. And it's The Curse of Inferno. Yeah. Uh, which uh, was a movie that I found, I think, by searching his IMDb um, and realizing that after Biodome in 1996, um, he nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Af- after Biodome, it seemed like Polly Shore is not dead came out, which mm-hmm. happened in like 2012. But actually, <laughs> The Curse of Inferno came out a year after Biodome, yep. and uh, I talked to several people about it, and no one's ever heard of it. I've never heard yeah. of so, it. So. This is this has made me very excited. This is a very difficult movie to get. It was very hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was able to find it um, like online used, but the the VHS copies were like two something, which is reasonable. Yeah. The DVD copies were twenty five dollars and up. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. So this really? is a hot piece of trash. <laughs> That's like <ridiculous>. people, <laughs> I guess people were willing to pay twenty five dollars for this DVD. Well, I don't yeah. think anybody is paying that, but Amazon is just setting that yeah, based on some know. algorithm based on there only being like five copies for sale or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. That's probably more. And like the that. other Polly Shore <laughs> movie that we all want to watch, uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, is in a similar situation, having been in print on DVD for about one year and now I, well, hard yeah, to find. I've never even heard of that. I've never I, even heard of that movie. I've heard of The Curse of Inferno only oh. because I was a huge fan of Biodome. <laughs> and I remember him mm. doing some, like, reading some interview or something about him, and that was his next thing. Oh. I never heard what it was really about or anything. Yeah. I didn't, I knew that it was, like, a little bit more serious. It's not goofy, like. Yeah, I don't think like, this is so the Polly Shore. Movies. I yeah. think he was trying to take a step, I, still comedy, but yeah. he wasn't being Polly Shore. Yeah, taking a step back from Polly Shore. Yeah. I mean, in reality, like, when you really he think about it. Himself? He himself? Yeah. He pulled an Adam Sandler yep. before Adam Sandler even pulled an Adam he Sandler. Did. And um, a Jim Carrey. And, yeah. and all and those. This is his man on the moon. Yeah. He attempted it, and uh, and yeah, I I just I I do kind of know what the plot is, so I feel like I'd be cheating, kind of guessing around what yeah. uh, what's going to happen. So, Mike R, why don't you start with your predictions on on what this um, movie would be about? Uh, judging by the the couple of seconds I saw, just to check the audio and stuff to make sure that the video was good, uh, I picked up that he's a cop. Okay. Um, I'm I'm getting some sort of heist vibe from it. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but for some reason, it felt like a heist movie. Yeah. Uh, Needless to say, it's Polly Shore, so I hope he's goofy and does his Polly Shore stuff because I like that. But I have a feeling it's not. Not that I'm not excited. I just don't know if it's going to be good. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. So uh, that's the gamble we're, yeah, all, yeah, we're yeah. all taking. I'm, well, I'm, I'm both not excited and I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't. So negative. I do not. Uh, since this was Polly Shore's like only attempt ever to do something non-goofy, I'm guessing that nobody really thought he succeeded at it. <laughs> and I was never a Polly Shore fan, even as a tween. Uh, and I generally don't like the, the comedies about like a couple of goofy guys getting into trouble in a small town, which this seems to be. Although it might turn out to be good because it might be more serious than I'm expecting. So Mike, we'll see. Are, are you saying that you're not excited about Ned Beatty? I the, looking the second forward Ned to Beatty appearance. Ned Beatty and Stephen Tobolowski. That is true. I just we hope they're in more than one scene each. 
I'm glad we got you excited about that. <laughs> See, this movie has something for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping for me that it lives up to its titles of Curses and Infernos. I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting a witch Polly doctor to, to descend into the pit of hell. <laughs> I wonder if this is uh, it'd be awesome if this was like some weird mm-hmm. um, like sequel to um, Dante's Peak like it's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. for some reason I feel like in that interview that I read that he had mentioned that it was some sort of play on like the Dante's Inferno type of oh. story even oh. though it's not the same type of thing it's just like like kind of like how uh, was it like oh brother out where art thou yeah. is like kind of like the it just has those themes yeah it's it. like the same yeah. like Kind oh, of yeah. story arc, but not really the same story. Could, that could be interesting. Yeah. So this could be one of like one of those movies that's like it's like King Lear, except said in Nebraska. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I am kind of curious about the title. It's I mean, I expect yeah. a movie like this to be called like The Hold Up or something. It's a very weird <laughs> title. So it may have some promise. Yeah, it does. It it leaves a lot to uh, the the imagination. There's right. a certain gravitas about it that yeah. Biodome doesn't <laughs> quite have. Yeah, at yeah, least yeah. when you're looking at hmm, <laughs> I want to watch like movie that might be serious biodome so that's stuck. probably it well J- jury duty sounds like it could be serious i mean that's pretty much the same as that robert downey jr movie the judge <laughs> what kind of envy penis envy. <laughs> uh, Polly, uh, Polly shore. shore that's yeah. right tia carrera was in jury duty Polly shore is basically like the oh, like the shakespeare of of uh, like 1990s. 1990s movies yeah, uh, 1990s yeah. like 90s movies. especially i can get behind that yeah or no, he's more Wait, like a Jackson or, Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just creates kinda, abstract art. Yeah. That it's it's un, it's almost undefinable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it speaks to some, and it doesn't speak to others, like Mike D. So with oh. mediocre, <laughs> with mediocre excitement, let's get this movie going. Let's do it. We didn't hit the mother load. We hit a pile of dirty money. Dirty money. Do you know what kind of guys look for dirty money? Dirty people. Yeah, dirty guys. Alright, we just watched the Curse of Inferno and uh let's uh let's get this thing going right off the top. Yeah. Let's start with our reviews. Uh how about you go first, Mike? Okay, well, this uh, was a generic movie. Um, it, I was, uh, my expectations were confounded because it really wasn't much of a comedy at all. They seemed to be telling Polly Shore at no, do not do anything funny. Do make sure that even though you may be in funny situations and there are funny characters looking at you, you need to be a, a very quiet, very uh, dull, very nice guy and. Uh, throughout the movie, I just thought that this is a uh, kind of a paint-by-numbers plot. Some uh, dorks find some money, they steal some money, they don't know what to do with it, and uh-oh, there are some actual crooks who want the money. And that's the plot. Although I liked the music, I would generally say don't watch this movie. And that's about it. All right, so I'll jump in next. Um, this movie is definitely skippable. It's real. There's nothing really worth ridiculing about it, and it's it's such, like Mike said, it's just a such an easy plot like there's nothing really to it the most interesting thing was the the duel robbing that was mm-hmm. cool and i was uh, when that happened i was like all right this might might throw us a couple curveballs but uh after that it was it was pretty uh pretty predictable for the most part um Polly shore had glimpses of Polly shoreness but not enough to make it worth really recommending or anything to uh counterbalance mike liking the score i thought the score was really cheesy <laughs> 
Um, outside of that, yeah, there's there's really not much to say outside. Of, we'll uh, we'll get to that later on in the episode, but I <laughs> I vote uh, skip it, uh, Daryl. Yeah. Um, uh oh. I have to say, you could just skip skipping it. Just forget you even <laughs> knew about it. <laughs> That's terrible to say. But I didn't know about this Pauly Shore movie before, and if I forgot it tonight, wouldn't matter to me. It, it would absolutely change nothing. It's one of those movies that's not bad at all. Like, I, I mean, I can't really recommend going to watch it, but it'd be like, oh, uh, I recommend you going to this talent show uh, for eighth graders. There might be some interesting stuff in it, but you could skip it. If you did, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I, I think, Mike, you touched on um, there are glimpses of Pauly Shore, old school Pauly Shore, and they like come through. You're like, oh my God, he's trying to come out. It's going to happen. And then like the movie shuts him down. Like, no, no, stop being funny. It's not supposed to be a funny movie. It's supposed yeah, to be he, a middle he, of the road He tells movie. two jokes. I think both of them get him punched in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so you say skip it too? I would, I would say skip it because I mean there's really nothing to ridicule. I'll say if you happen to be at home one day and you don't know what to do with your time and you're like, man, I have an hour and a half. I have no idea what to do with my time. Good luck trying to find this movie. <laughs> yeah. But if you do find it, <laughs> if, you, if you do find it, maybe watch it. I mean Ned Beatty's outfits alone – Almost make it worth watching. This is true. All right. Last but not least, Lindsay, what do you got? Yeah, um, I'm with you guys. Unless you are like a super duper <laughs> hardcore Polly Shore fan, mm-hmm. you're gonna get nothing from this movie <laughs> because it, it's it's pretty much like cardboard. It's a card. Yeah. It's like the movie equivalent of cardboard. It's just not. It's beige. It's all of that. It's nothing. Oh, like it's it's not terrible it's a passable movie for the most part the plot has a lot of issues yeah um the way they deliver a lot of information has a lot of issues Mm -hmm. but you could see this on lifetime be like yeah this is a movie that someone made like it's believable (laughs) um and like Polly shore's character he's it's not the Polly shore character that we we grew up knowing and loving yeah um this is as we stated before before we watched that we knew that this was a more serious take of his. Mm-hmm. He was actually mm-hmm. trying to act, which included a like a southern accent. Yeah, he was, was kind a- of like Matthew McConaughey from True Detectives, like <laughs> stupid cousin, like not because <laughs> he had those like he had those narrated monologues too that were just like they're supposed to be really smart and mm-hmm. they weren't. They fell flat. Um, they were kind of funny at times though. Yeah, yeah. There were some good one liners, um, but there? especially as as there, I laughed out loud on multiple occasions yeah, during this a movie. Times. Yeah, but. It's skippable, especially since it's so difficult to, yeah. to yeah. obtain. It, it is definitely not worth your time to <laughs> yeah. find this I, movie. I think we got another Frenchman's Farm here, guys. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so, too. Yeah. But just like Frenchman's Farm, it still deserves a <laughs> Mike D, break D. Well, Mike, uh, I'd give you 90 seconds, but uh, I don't know what you'd do with the other uh, 89 seconds. So, um, you know, just take it away. and Okay. <laughs> Uh, This is a story all about how two guys end up uh, stealing money, but it doesn't go as planned. Uh, Two other guys break into the bank while they're robbing the bank. And Polly Shore has the bright idea to hide in the bathroom through the whole thing and then come back and get the money later. But guess what? When he comes back and gets the money later, it's not there. And in the meantime, it turns out that the theft was not even reported because the money was all... Uh, being laundered by the local crook played by Ned Beatty, who used to be Polly Shore's boss. And so Ned Beatty is trying to hush up everything 
and the cops are corrupt and they helped him steal the money and now they're helping railroad Polly Shore. And meanwhile, Polly Shore has fallen in love with the world's most beautiful woman who has the most makeup of any woman in Texas, which is amazing. And uh, she is a sheriff's deputy and she is just trying to help him out and she's also trying to help out the FBI and eventually... Uh, her brilliant plan goes as planned and uh, they return over all the dirty money to the FBI and then they give Polly Shore just enough to start his little business in the Caribbean that he's always wanted to start. Also, he has a sidekick who's just like him but dumber. The end. Yeah, good job. Yeah. yeah, I think we can end this podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little more coherent than the actual yeah. plot. You know what was something uh, with the the sidekick specifically yeah. is that I kind of felt, especially from the from the beginning mm-hmm. scene on, that Pauly Shore should have been the sidekick in this movie. Yes. He should not have been the straight man. Yeah, yeah. He's not like I know what he was trying to do, branching mm-hmm. out and becoming more of a straight man, real actor. But he like at that point in time, he's Pauly Shore. He should have been the dumb sidekick. Yeah, you got to ease your yeah. way into that. You can't yeah. go from biodome. To, no, <laughs> can't go that was a harsh like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I think in all the scenes that didn't have the dumb sidekick, Pauly Shore started reverting to being the dumb sidekick himself. Like yeah. in that scene where he was like failing to use a can opener properly. Yeah, like he, he like he just started like walking like Pee Wee Herman, and then when the uh, dumb guy showed up, Polly was like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm the somber guy here." All right. There were a couple funny things, and uh, the the scene open or the movie opens up on a scene where it's just driving, and it's Polly Shore and his dumb sidekick driving. Yeah. Um, in in the middle of nowhere because that's where Inferno mm-hmm. is. It's kind yeah, of in the, it's the middle it's, of nowhere, yeah. Texas. In other words, Texas. And, and so an obvious like car scene that's shot in a studio <laughs> like, it's very obvious and then at the same time and this was so hilarious to me uh paulie shore is smoking a cigarette because he smokes in this movie and yeah. the entire time for like probably five minutes of dialogue the entire time that they're driving the cigarette never burns down it stays at the same place i didn't even notice I, that. yeah i was, I, I was watching lit? that it was lit it, it was okay. lit it was like but, it was, and it was like maybe like a 16th smoked it, sta- it stayed at that level <laughs> it was like the cigarette existed in a vacuum yeah oh, where there was just enough air <laughs> oxygen in the room yeah. to keep it lit but oh. not enough to actually like continue burning the rest of that's it. funny yeah. i didn't even notice that oh well, i think it developed, noted paul notice fitness fitness freak paulie shore was at the vanguard of uh, being an actor who refused to actually smoke and had some sort of pseudo cigarette that's what i'm guessing yeah yeah it's got it's just like a light inside yeah. there just Emit steam. Yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah. and this car scene was one of many scenes, at least th- three scenes, in which I could not tell whether Polly Shore was narrating or talking to another character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And while we mentioned the narrating, the narrating was easily the worst part of this movie Terrible. for me, at least. Yeah. It, it, I think this movie would have been exponentially better if there was no narration and monologue type of crap. Because it was wrong to rob the bank. I knew that from the get go. I figured some shit might come down, but I had no idea as to what kind of shit or how much. Still, the money was behind me, and I was glad of that. Of course, if I did learn anything from this experience, it was that things are seldom as they appear to be. But you yeah. would have missed great lines oh, like, yeah. your butt's going to get bit off. Yeah, but at the same time, it was, everything that they were narrating was happening on the screen. You oh, don't yeah. need that at yeah. all. Like It wasn't helping anything. No, no. no. It, it didn't move the plot forward. It was no, like, inspiring. <laughs> You know, there was nothing. It didn't add anything to yeah. the to the movie. At yeah, all. I have to think that it was added later after they saw the movie and thought, "Wait, Paulie Shore's character seems really dumb. We gotta fix this somehow. Make him dumber. Yeah. Make it, make him said? thoughtful. Put us in his <laughs> brain. Show us his profound thoughts, which are all something his mama done told him one one time. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like it just made him sound even more stupid. It makes like, him sound yeah. more folksy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, because the thing is, that he was trying to say smart things. Yeah, and it just didn't come off. 
exactly. as smart. Exactly. He did. There were some like one-liners that were hilarious. There was one yep. when uh, um, the the hot lady cop first comes over, um, mm-hmm. and and she mm-hmm. he falls in love with her instantly. They yes, have a yes. meet cute. Uh, it was just dumb. It's a she, typical, did yeah. you fall from heaven yeah. type of. And she's oh, yeah. wearing the most makeup in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I she thought looks, she was a doctor looks, wearing a ludicrous amount of makeup. But it turns <laughs> out she was a sheriff's deputy wearing an even more ludicrous amount of makeup for a sheriff's deputy. <laughs> she looks like she just got out of like doing glamour shots. Yeah. Like she she had an incredible amount of makeup on, and she is sweet on him instantly. Yeah, she, which is weird. She's yeah. super sweet on him from the hospital on. He's uh, talk about that hospital where yeah. he's being taken to like the emergency room, and she just stares at him for like what is an <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable amount of time yeah. for the audience to watch this woman look at him being wheeled into yeah. like the emergency room to and he's deal with his back. gunshot <laughs> the yeah. entire time down yeah. the hall. I mean, the shot goes on for a minute at least, and it's just these awkward staring at each other. Yeah. yeah. And their romance is like the romance involving Pee Wee Herman or Mr. Bean or something. You're just thinking that she is, you know, being treacherous. She is just pretending to like him so she can steal all the money. But no, she's actually really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, she she comes over um, while he's, like, convalescing at home, um, even though he heals. Yeah, out, of, out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. She just shows up. She's wearing, a, a sh- like, a short little miniskirt. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, leather, a super leather, tight leather, leather miniskirt, miniskirt with jeans pockets. And mm. like a super tight, like leopard print button down shirt. Yep. And she's like hot to trot. She's got beer. She's she got food. Business. Yeah. And she's like all, she's got red lipstick mm-hmm. and she's like super flirty with mm-hmm. him. Oh, yeah. And he, <laughs> at, at some point, the, the narration takes over and you hear what he's like, what he thought about the, that moment. Yeah. And this is one of the, the greatest lines. Uh, he says, She was there looking so beautiful. And here I was talking about my broken toilet. <laughs> I just wanted to kill myself. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> and that's exactly. That's where it ended, and then they started back up on their dialogue. Like, anyways, it reminds me of like a some sort of like a cartoon or something like uh like cleveland from the cleveland show or something yeah. <laughs> like and then i killed myself anyways that that was hilarious i'm not sure i don't like it but it wasn't the same tone of humor no. as everything else yeah no 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 if that was like the kind of tone of humor like throughout the movie that it probably would have been awesome yeah, yeah if it was like a weird like dark kind of i like weird, i like yeah. i like the idea of him being the sidekick rather than the main yeah. character if they would have gotten not that he not that i don't and the funny thing is i don't think he was terrible i just no. think the role was bad yeah it's not like he was terrible at it i mean he wasn't great yeah he wasn't great at it but this this is a script that like too too many scripts it's just like punched out like you know like this is the fast food equivalent of like a script it's just like all right we got some plot points we got a robbery we got a love story we got some double crossing uh if you can figure out how to put those things together and make it stretch an hour and a half we got a movie here every line of dialogue is just generic except for his narration yeah. yeah, which is just forced and annoying. Yeah, so and you've got Stephen about- Tobolowsky in there, who's a really funny guy. He has nothing to do. He's just standing there being <laughs> surprised by everything Ned Beatty says. <laughs> Other than his favorite, my best line from him, I want to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funniest line the whole movie, and yeah. so that's and, it. <laughs> and it really was. It was a waste of uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, because he's amazing. He is. Um, he can be super amazing. And they. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was like a, well, he was pretty established at this dude, point that, in time. That's a dude that just, he works to get a paycheck. He does. This is 97. This is five years after Groundhog Day. Yeah, he's still yeah. a working actor, though. Yeah, that's that's his whole deal. You know, yeah. he's never going to be the leading guy. He's, he's He works he works for scale. He gets paid. Yeah. So <laughs> can we talk about the the, the the initial bank robbery. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's, that, that was probably the best scene of the yeah. whole movie. That was that's the part the that as I was watching movie. it, I was thinking, this this could be funny if it was a novel, but it's not funny at all watching it. <laughs> <laughs> 
have you ever said that? It's like, yeah. wow, funny things are happening. Like, they're book. doing all this stuff with like the gumball machines and the four mm. the four criminals like uh, being confused by each other. But I did not laugh at all. I was. I yeah. had fun with it. Yeah. I, I they, liked it too. They um so so after the the studio car scene where they're driving for a long time. Yeah. Um, you're getting to know both uh both these people. The sidekick not doesn't matter so much uh, yeah. overall. But so they so they get it, they park in an alley and then they they go around to the bank. Um, and they're wearing like jumpsuits at this time. Yeah, they look like janitors or something. Yeah, they go in. Um, the 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 silly sidekick. Uh, he had messed up these note cards that Polly Shore wanted to use. So um, they were going to be super legit. Yeah, this, and this not even card, talk. And this note card thing is a little weird because at yeah. first I thought that was like so that he would remember what to say. It was like, yeah, put your hands up, don't say anything. Yeah. Like this guy was so dumb that he needed to be like <laughs> like flashcards yeah. for what to say during a bank robbery. But yeah. it turns out that uh, they walk in and they give these cards to the bank teller. Yeah, so, so the teller idea. doesn't recognize like, their voices. Yeah. They were yeah. not going to yeah. talk. Which is a really good idea. Yeah. And uh, But then the cards get jumbled, so there's a little bit of laugh there. But then they go, then uh, I think it's Polly Shore, goes back to get the money out of the vault. And yeah. he starts talking. So at that point, what the hell <laughs> like, was the yeah, point well, of the well, cards? Well, the point of <laughs> and, and while this is happening... Uh, we see outside another vehicle pulls up behind Polly Shore's vehicle and block mm-hmm. like it blocks them in kind of into the alleyway and they get out and they go into the bank and they're also robbing the bank. Yeah. At this what, what, like what? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Who would have? Which which was a cool thing. Yeah. I thought I liked it. It was. It was yeah. a neat idea, and I mean, it seems like one of those things you should have seen before, but I don't remember yeah, that I don't being know a if part I've ever of anything. Yeah. You know what? I'm intrigued. That would have been amazing <laughs> in like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Oh, that would have yeah. been perfect. Yeah. That would have been Because they would have known what yes, to do. They would have known that. exactly how to handle it. But in this, they uh, they basically just have a shootout, and then they yeah. take off. We don't see anything about them again. No. We don't even yeah. know what they are, what their point was. Like, was it just random chance? guys who were like Ned Beatty's henchmen that we saw later. No, uh, someone said that here, and uh, they were way too skinny for the fat henchman guys. Yeah, because this henchman, like he did have one henchman, did have the same the curly, uh, hair. curly hair. But in the credits, the bank robbers are just listed as bank robber one and bank robber oh, okay. two. The thugs are given generic thug names, like, but uh, Bosco and, yeah. and Knuckles, <laughs> yeah, Knuckles, yeah. yeah, Rocky and Spike, yeah, <laughs> crony number one, Bob but yeah, and Lawrence. So- <laughs> so this is just like a, a whole fuck up of like a bank robbery yeah. for yeah. Polly Shore. And he, he goes, he runs to the bathroom because the, the other bank robbers are running after him because he has the money bags. Yeah, yeah. Literally has the money bags. And by the way, they have guns. See, yeah. Polly Shore thought it would be a good <laughs> idea to not load the guns that they had because, you know, when you load guns, uh, accidents start to happen. But who could have possibly foreseen two bank robberies? Yeah, yeah. yeah he tells Whoa. his little buddy. I think he literally says, guns little and buddy. ammo are a dangerous combination. <laughs> Little yeah. buddy. <laughs> Which is a weird thing for a Texan to say, let alone a criminal Texan. Yeah, a yeah. uh, Texan with a gun rack in the back of his truck. Yeah, yeah he has a gun rack in his truck. <laughs> yeah, and he, he doesn't even own a gun. <laughs> so what is he going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, but he turns garbage into gold because he just waits in the bathroom forever and then cleans himself up and uh, starts being all timid and says... Hello, mister. Uh, I'm not a bank robber. I was just in the bathroom for a while. And they let him go. And he hid <laughs> the money a, there in the bathroom. Was, it was a genius <laughs> plan. Like, honestly, when that happened, I was like, that was that was a pretty good idea. A very Clive Owen-esque plan. That whole yeah. thing was super fucking smart. Yes. Because he got out of his jumpsuit and he's wearing, like, khakis. He look like, looks like yeah, a regular yeah. dude underneath. Um, he, he hides them somehow. Um, he hides the money. And by the time the cops come around, he fakes being a customer who accidentally got locked into the bathroom. And, 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 and shot. got yeah, shot. And got yeah. shot. And they let him leave, which yeah. is amazing. It was, That's it was smart. Up until that point, I had 
high hopes for this movie. I was like, yeah. all right, this might be smarter than I yeah. was expecting. But uh, it's all downhill after that. Yeah, in fact, I can tell you the part that kills it mm-hmm. is right after he leaves the bank and he winds up in the hospital when he's like, you know, going through that dreamlike state and he yeah. wakes up yeah. and he sees Layla, the female cop, <laughs> or maybe FBI agent, or maybe love interest, or maybe who the fuck cares. <laughs> yeah. When he looks up at her and is just like, Oh wow! This beautiful girl. That was when it ended. That yeah. was when it you instantly because it was voice over to too. lifetime yeah. movie. And you know where it ended for me? Where I couldn't take this movie seriously anymore is that that car chase scene that happens um, uh, after oh. the ba- during the bank robbery. <laughs> I know exactly the the, about. Yeah. the silly sidekick he takes off. He he yeah. gets out of there. He takes off, um, and he he's driving. He's driving. The police are right on his right on his tail, and it's the lady cop, the sexy yeah. lady cop. Um, we don't know this at this point, but they're driving through town. It's it's like a, almost a dead heat. And he makes a turn, and this is still in town, in the yeah. middle of a fucking road. He gets away because she hits a bale of hay head on <laughs> in the middle of a fucking town. And yeah, like take, take a left on Main Street. Everywhere and, in case and they it, want to set it, the place ablaze. And it's so much, and it's such like a cartoonish thing. It's yeah. so much like Wacky Races yeah. that she even says drat. drat. <laughs> she even says fucking no, drat. No, she doesn't say drat. She said like dang it or something. Oh. But we wanted it to be yeah, drat because I just wanted to go drat, drat yeah. and double drat. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just take it a was, left on Main and you you, you watch out for that bale of hay. Bale of hay. Watch out for the like, guys carrying a pane of glass across the yeah, road. Yeah. And watch don't out for the fruit the cart. <laughs> and my, my, the other thing that I didn't really get is, uh, and this is the, like, Texas is a country, so, like, mm-hmm. land and, like, buildings, like, maybe they're not as expensive there, but Polly Shore is poor. Yeah. He, he lives in a house that looks like it's never been taken care of in, like, 50 years. Mm-hmm. And he has both a, a plane. It yes. doesn't work all the way, but he has a plane and a hangar bay. Yes. So maybe he just play, paid it straight cash. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think that's the hangar bay where he used to work for Ned Beatty. Yeah, but you still have to pay rent for that type yeah. of thing. I, don't know. I, I thought the deal there. was that like Ned Beatty had cheated him by giving him this plane that didn't work instead of paying him, and yet he thought that was a good thing. No, no, no he bought this plane. And, yeah. I, and see, I don't fault you for thinking that yeah. because again this plot is like a jigsaw puzzle with <laughs> yeah. like half the pieces missing the whole element of the plane was so pointless yeah because yeah. we, we, when we saw his uh, ramshackle house there was all this fishing crap everywhere we thought that was gonna be his love he was gonna be like i'm just gonna take the money for the bank robbery and go fish for the rest of my life they never mentioned <laughs> yeah. that then it's, it's all about <laughs> i didn't think that planes. at all mike <laughs> i didn't think that either i never thought that once i was looking at his house like there's a million things yeah. in here the set the set dressers went nuts and it's all fishing nets and fishing tackle boxes and fish attached to the walls. He never mentions I, fishing. I did think that. I thought that was going to be like a plot element sometime through the movie, but then I remembered that I was probably watching a movie that wasn't going to care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I just figured like plot advancement and yeah. character development and this said yeah. absolutely not. We're I, not doing that stuff. I just figured that they were like kind of backwoodsy Texas people and yeah. you fish when you do that. Yeah. Seems about right. I didn't think anything more. Yeah. But yeah. uh, you were yeah. right to not think that this movie <laughs> would do things. But the basically the like the the plane is there to show everybody that Polly Shore is not a bad guy per se. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he has a goal that he wants to accomplish, and this is the only way that he can yeah. think to accomplish that goal. Even though he everything that he does to accomplish that goal is be a con man, like yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> be a con man and a, and like a thief, like a bank robber. Mm-hmm. So he kind of and it they're not they're never clear on what work he did for Ned Beatty. And Ned Beatty's he, just no, a straight. He, uh, he 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 did he flew stuff for him. Okay. And then uh, Ned Beatty got, cocaine, I assume. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He <laughs> yeah. he basically just flew stuff for him, and then he he said he got a side job doing 
flights for something else. Uh, okay. And Ned Beatty didn't like that. So okay. then when, because that gave him more money to buy the plane. Yep. And then that's when Ned Beatty thought he was going to double cross him and push him out of the market of flying things around. So he canned him. That makes sense. Yeah. And Ned Beatty. Uh, he bought the plane when it was already broken. So that was right. the point. It was he, yeah. he knew it was so broken. He, he knew it was broken, which is why it was so cheap. At night. He had at such a great job. And dreams. Yeah. And dreams of a woman yeah. he can tell about his dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just so everybody knows, Ned Beatty is a fucking beast in this movie. Yeah. He has such he, style and panache. Oh, tour man. de force from Ned Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. You see him. In, he comes in like half an hour into the movie. He walks into the bank and it's like he walked out of Maverick. Yeah, yes. He's wearing one of those string ties and a jacket with weird leather, with weird, like, embroidered stuff on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A crazy mustache that... from the Civil War era. He's kind of like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but life blazing alive. saddles. Well, what was your favorite yeah, like... element of Ned Beatty's style? There was one jacket that he wore that was black with, like, uh, some red or white or something that had, like, this little flame. Oh, yeah. Like, pattern, which. I thought that was kind of cool. That uh, was pretty nifty. Uh. <laughs> there was a, what was it? What was some other ones? He had like a fringe thing going on for yeah. a minute. Yeah, he was he was wearing this necklace with a giant like opal or something like a choker almost. Yeah, that was you weird. Did, you hit the nail on the head when you said the movie Mar- Maverick because that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, and his beard. I mean, his he, he's he's got one of those like you know. World War One beards that yeah. wraps around yeah. like you know your German royalty or something. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was I mean, much shaggier than that. Royalty. I was thinking Ambrose Burnside or General Breckenridge, <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> one of those guys. That's who he models himself. Chester on. A. Arthur, like, perhaps. Give me the Breckenridge, please. Give, yeah. <laughs> Which president do you want to look like in 1997? There are so many choices. Chester A. Grover. Arthur, of course. <laughs> Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Ned Beatty, on top of looking amazing, um, <laughs> As he, he also. Does. He also has some of the the better lines in this movie. Yeah, he really does because um, he, he does a lot of shit talking and he's angry. He's so yeah, angry he's a very all the time, off dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he threatens he's to like, gut Stephen Tobolowski from his nuts to his nostrils at one point. He has he has the the hairpin trigger of a wing commander. Yeah, he, he he is just waiting to fly off the fucking handle and hit something or somebody. Um, one of, one of the first things he says where, where you're like, oh, he's he's kind of a He's kind of a scamp. <laughs> is uh, oh, what was it? It was it, it was it, it would take him two hands to find his butt, yeah. <laughs> or find his ass. Yeah, or well, no, like he actually that. said butt, and I was thinking yeah. this is a TV movie. How did he say butt uh-huh. instead of ass? But then he swears like six times after that. Yeah, the funny. Th- I think up until yeah, that point, yeah. we were all discussing like, what is this movie rated? Because yeah. again, we they thought say, that it was like PG, maybe PG thirteen or something. Yeah. But then, like in the second half, they were throwing like not throwing them around, yeah. but there was obviously some more swearing. It was, was like more okay. liberal uses of yeah. words. Like. And it's, it's like, I still don't think it deserves the R that it is. No, like, no, I don't no. understand where no. that R comes. I from. I think they dropped the F bomb like three or four times. That's probably yeah. the only reason why. And yeah, I think it was just because bomb. <laughs> the dick yeah. bomb. <laughs> yeah. The DW bomb. Yeah, Ned Beatty also gets super creepy at one point because he. He's at the bank, I think, and he's looking out the window and he sees the hot lady cop. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't. <laughs> he's like, I wouldn't mind the, that tiny uniform wadded up at my bed or something. Or, like yeah, that. in the corner of my in bedroom. In the corner or something. of my bedroom. It was gross. It's like, dude, you're like her dad. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. And he's yeah. like talking to his other like henchmen, yeah. cronies, yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady or whatever yeah. the names <laughs> yeah. are. And kind of look like him. And yeah, they're they just do. like all just like joking about it, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sexual puns, yeah. Yeah, sex, sex with ladies. <laughs> sex stuff. <laughs> yeah, this, is, yeah. this is the second creepiest bunch of uh, yokels we've seen outside the ones in Catman and Boxer's Blow. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, and in Ned Beatty's office, the curtains are pretty great. They have horse racing scenes on them. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, what, one of my favorite but, things is when uh, when the hot lady cop, when she comes over, um, or one of the times she comes over, she's hanging out with Polly Shore. He's showing her the plane, and they're sitting in the plane, uh-huh. and he's, like, telling her his dream and all that kind of stuff. Um, and she's, like, uh, she's just chilling. And we understand that, Basically, Polly Shore's dream is owning a working plane. Yes, <laughs> and and then also he just throws out so much weird plane yeah, jargon yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, it's like throttle chains and yeah. He talks about like, like some engine type and how if yeah, even yeah. if he did this stuff to the engine and this worked, then that wouldn't work. Yeah, which yeah. obviously he didn't yeah. do any research. Yeah. Yeah. They threw that one was. scene in there to be like he's uh, he's not a moron. Look, he knows about this. Yeah, he knows yeah. plane stuff. Of course, his like goal in life is to get this plane working so he can move the Caribbean and. Uh, you know, be charter a, planes. Be a, yeah, charter plane, which is exactly the mo of a guy who's going to d- oh, yeah. be delivering cocaine. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, yeah. honestly, in his defense, I mean, anything to get out of Inferno is a, a decent deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. This town looked like terrible. Wait, speaking speaking of Inferno, mm-hmm. um, and things go on in it. Disco. Uh, can we can we talk about the carpet cleaning section? Yeah, of this oh, movie? that was, the, <laughs> the that was another thing that could have been funny. Uh, it, it was, was a, funny. It was the funniest yeah, part of the movie, but it yeah, was, it, was. it was easily the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, the so we 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 key in and we meet uh, Mr. Wizard, who's a carpet cleaner. Yep. Who AKA looks? <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, he could be Joe Pesci's brother or something yeah. like that. I was thinking David Koechner. That guy would be played by David Koechner nowadays. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, he would be. He's like the yeah, overly had- enthusiastic small business owner who has all his crazy uh, branding with his own face on it everywhere. <laughs> I do not appreciate that kind of vulgarity, and there is no room for humor in the carpet cleaning and restoration business. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. Vacuum, please. Think about the nap. Always move with the nap, never against the nap. We do not want to damage or abuse the fiber. Move gently with, with the, the nap. nap. Not like this. No, no. That's right. But like with the nap. Come on, Harold. Right. With, with the nap. Good. With the nap. I mean, yeah. there yeah. are at least three different portraits of this man. Yeah. <laughs> including a Within 3D about, bust on the top of his vehicle. Which is the scariest 3D bust on top of yeah. any vehicle ever, and I'm including the one from King of the Hill that Dale <laughs> drives around, which is terrifying. It was actually, when they first introduced him and the idea of, like, the, there's a carpet place and a yeah, carpet yeah. man, it was actually a really awesome shot, and it was pretty hilarious, because you see this this carpet business, right, just as, like, carpets, mm-hmm. and you see this cardboard cutout of the man, it's huge, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the to um, the the door, which has a huge window on it, yeah, yeah. and you see him, and he's dressed exactly like the cardboard cutout, <laughs> and his face is exactly like the cardboard cutout, and they do this joke a lot of times, where, like, if he's standing in in front of a portrait of himself he's like in the same position yeah, yeah, yeah. as the portrait and the portrait's usually more buff than he is yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, always like, he's like zach braff without wallpaper in garden state yeah, yeah. but with he's himself like folding his arms yeah. folding his arms looking buff or something yeah. and then they and have then, then, they, and then uh, they have the scene where him and uh paulie shore and his uh buddy are then standing there looking exactly like him in the same yeah uh, his uniform buddy? and everything, or his, his, his buddy. buddy, exactly. Yeah, but and this was the closest to Polly Shore that Polly Shore got. Yeah, yeah. He tells a joke. Um, almost, he almost wheezed the juice. He, he almost does, <laughs> um, and he does. You can almost hear him because his accent is terrible. It yeah, is yeah. terrible. You can hear Polly Shore coming out, 
usually when he's talking, when he's flirting with a uh, sexy lady cop, yes, yeah. yes, yes, um, his real voice will slip out because he's he's being charming and he can't yeah, help yeah, himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's <laughs> so there's a there's like a weird <laughs> montage type scene with the the carpet cleaning where they're learning how to clean carpets. Yeah. yeah. And the the owner is being super annoying, like you know, uh, with the nap, with the nap, not against, yeah. The nap. We- the they're just giving him shit like yeah, they don't yeah, understand yeah. him and then there's oh, i forget exactly how the joke goes but how you're supposed to be like on your knees oh yeah hands he was like knees, well, now, now, now we're gonna now we're gonna stand up and start sucking yeah something yeah. along those and Polly shore's like well if, if i knew we were gonna do that i would just stand on my knees and the guy's like no jokes <laughs> no jokes in carpet cleaning <laughs> yeah and it was like that was like the movie saying shut up Polly shore yeah. stop being funny you gotta be straight <laughs> yeah you're the straight man in this movie yeah, yeah. And remember you're doing this texas accent don't even be charming because charming means funny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there's nothing about that accent that is charming or funny. No. No. Also, uh, an odd amount of uh, jackalopes in this town because that's yeah. apparently their yeah. thing. I think even their school, their mascot's the jackalope. Yep. I think we saw on one of the they billboards. Were, they were all Mildred's about the Mildred's uh, jackalope cafe. Yeah. yeah, there was the jackalope right next to Max Mall. Ma- yeah, Max, yeah. Mall. Max Mall. <laughs> Max Mall. Max Mall. That's where you get all your things. To be clear, that's M-A-C apostrophe S Mall. It's a mall yeah. in like a tiny storefront owned by somebody named Mac. Yeah, like Reese's Pieces. You know, Not the like M-A-X-X they- Mall, which could be an amazing <laughs> mall. <laughs> yes, but that's an East Coast mall for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so oh, this, man, this carpet cleaning guy is like the only guy who's trying to be funny. I think everybody else is trying not to be funny. So. But he's only in really one scene. And then the other scene when inevitably they smash up his car or, in fact, Ned Beatty smashes up his car. Ned Beatty was having a field day on that oh, van. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was an amazing scene. That was cool. Where, again, he channeled his inner Joe Pesci in that. Yeah, oh, again, yeah, if, he the, did. if this was like a Coen Brothers movie, that would have, like, because he would have been perfect mm-hmm. with what he was doing, with just being an asshole, mm-hmm. um, like, you know. But in a better suit, because yeah, that, that suit would never fly in no, a Coen Brothers. No. Well, No Country uh, for Old Men does have this plot. Idiot slash random guy finds stolen money, and then actual crooks follow him around. So Ned Beatty is basically... Uh, uh, Javier Bardem in this movie, but a little less intimidating. <laughs> a little bit. Just a tiny bit. But uh, but yeah, he goes... He's he, intimidating for different reasons. <laughs> Ned Beatty is tipped off because... And this is another like like uh, instance of Polly Shore in this movie being smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his friends start working at this carpet business because his plan is to tell the bank that they've won a free carpet cleaning so that they can have access to the bank so that he can get back into the bathroom. Yep. Um, and they do that. They, yeah. they get that done. And then Beatty somehow catches wind that, oh, they're getting their carpets cleaned. That's weird. Um, I'm going to see who's doing this carpet cleaning. Sees that it's Polly Shore and his friend and is like, this is hinky. Yep, I yep. know some shit's up. Yep. So he follows him out of town and then does this weird car chase scene <laughs> where they... Um, Ned Beatty, and he's the one who's driving. He's angry driving. Yeah, which is funny because yeah. usually, like yeah. the, the guy in charge, the goons doesn't are sitting. Do the driving. Yeah. yeah, this, the this guy is a real back. Chief Wiggum. He does everything himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so in this in this car chase scene, it's that that van with that big old stupid carpet cleaning dude. Yeah. like bust on the top. Yeah, we had the scene and, where the carpet cleaning guy is like, under no circumstances can you dent this van, park it at the back of the parking lot. Blah blah blah. This van is my wife. Yeah, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so this scene uh ned Beatty pulls up and he, he starts like kind of uh hitting the side of the van 
and he spins himself out. Yeah, and, yeah. And and Polly Shore and his friend are like, yeah, yeah, we we did we it. Did and they're it. driving away. And you just in the back uh, through the back window of the van, you see uh, Ned Beatty turn his car around and come right back up on mm-hmm. him. So there's this weird lull in the car chase, <laughs> and then it just continues again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, that is like the most realistic car yeah. chase. Like, oh, I spun out. Like, yeah, we're. But we're still going. We got away. Like, well, not really. Him. I mean, like, you can still see them. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. one road. Yeah. There are only two cars on it. And when Ned Beatty gets to that car, they fuck it up. So yeah. he fucks up. He's so got hard. like a crowbar, but it's like a yeah. crazy it's looking like a crowbar. Red painted crowbar that only has one it's, crow end. It's yeah, al- but it's got like a handle on the other side. It's, it's like almost a fireman's like a pimp crowbar. Cane. Yeah, like, it, it was, was like, a little pimpish. I, I yeah. thought it was a cane at first. Me too. And I mean, he goes ham on. He goes Walter Sobchak on this car. Like, this is how it feels like, Larry. This is how it feels like. I think he was trying to work out some of that deliverance anger. Yeah. Still. It's a little too back roadsy for him. Yeah. <laughs> having PS- yeah and it's PSD great because, uh, it's great because like even his uh, goons are like, and they just kind of tear the car yeah. down yeah. like instantly. Yeah, one dude just like owes to open the door and just, just rips it off. Yeah. Like, hulks it out and just yeah. like, boom, see you later door. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that plan didn't work out too well for them in the end. Um, they did find out in that scene that uh, the bags of money that Polly Shore had um, retrieved from the bathroom were actually not full of money at all because yeah. someone else had snaked in and replaced that with just shredded paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone knew what he did somehow. Yeah, which we we all kind of saw. We didn't yeah. know exactly who at this point we had. We all had our suspicions, but uh, we knew that something was up. It wasn't going to be that easy. No. At this point, no. it gets a little interesting because you, you don't know who took the money. You figure it was the crooked cops, but... yeah. Yeah, that's funny. We we uh, I think I had said that I, I thought it was the head cop, and then when he kind of started shaking down Polly Shore, I was like, "All right, well, yeah. that's exactly yeah. the way this went." But then, uh, yeah, it takes a, it takes a turn. It turns out that the lady cop is kind of playing <laughs> yeah. him, which we all figured he she yeah. was playing him because why the hell would you just out of nowhere show up at Polly Shore's door and do just all this? Throw stuff? yourself yeah, at him. She's not playing him to steal money. She's playing him to steal justice. Yeah, she's, well, she's, playing she's playing him for keeps. She's playing him for a whole bunch yeah. of different reasons. Yeah, she's she's like the smartest person in yeah, the movie. Yeah. She's orchestrating a lot of stuff. Yeah. And what's great is uh, Polly Shore finds this out when he shows up to her house yeah. and, and a, this burly dude, this older burly dude, like opens up the door and he's like, and it's a really awkward scene because it's like, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? And so Polly Shore comes in and 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 sexy lady cop comes out and then another burly dude comes yeah, out yeah. and it's like, and who are boxers. these people? Yeah. yeah like, and and you can tell on? Polly Shore is super uncomfortable. Yeah, they're like, this hey, you like, here for the gangbang? Yeah. yeah the, that like, scene was done well. That was not what I was expecting. I like yeah, that. No, it, was, it was well done. It was done really was well. He's like, oh, well, he finds out that she has a husband. Oh, she has two husbands? <laughs> and what was really great is uh, when, once she explains, like, oh, these are guys from the FBI. They're here for you know to work on that case, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the, the one, the guy who opens up the door, he tells Polly Shore, he's like, yeah, if anybody asks, we're minor league baseball players. That's our cover. <laughs> and the other cop, his partner, he's like, that's no that, no one's gonna ask that no one's gonna believe it quit trying to to relive your childhood dreams it's never gonna happen like they have yeah. a full-on fight yeah, that was like, a funny exchange yeah. Yeah. and it, it was very real yeah like yeah, quit trying was, to make fetch happen these guys yeah, are both roughly it. 48 years old yeah yeah yeah, yeah. roughly 48 yeah. still hanging on to that dream man yeah One it, of these days it was probably throw the, this football right over yeah. that mountain it's probably the best written and executed like scene yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it had the, the whole movie in general had sparks of stuff that it could did, work, it did, but it's it just like on the whole it was just like so poorly executed. Like I feel like the guy, because it was the same guy that wrote and directed it, like I feel like he had the script and maybe he just, he coaxed Polly Shore into doing it yeah. just to get it made and it just yeah. wasn't thought out enough and I, th- I think, I, I yeah. feel like there's something going on it like was, that. Like it was one of those like 
Yeah, we got Polly Shore attached. Yeah. Let's make this movie. You know, oh, what I mean? Dead Baby's coming. Yeah. Oh man, this can't this can't go <laughs> and wrong. It was yeah. absolutely the as far as the plot goes. It was it was overly thought out. It was overly done. They yes. put two, he whoever wrote this whatever like whatever screenwriters were in on this. It was just overly worked, and mm-hmm. it was one of those. If they would have just simplified it, yes, yes it would have yeah. made the movie so much better. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that like are just like gaping plot holes. Wow. The lady cop. Uh, her connection with the police <laughs> or being an FBI yeah. agent is so unclear that even at the end of the movie, yeah. I still don't really know what agency she works for. No or one does. Ned Beatty has been laundering money through this bank. What the fuck does Ned Beatty do? They yeah. at no point explain. He might have been what, running drugs yeah. or something. But yeah. He's an yeah. airplane yeah. guy. He's doing exactly. something. But they all, never talk about uh, what I, he does. I, I like, all they say they is ever found he has dirty Stephen money. Kowalowski was in league with the guys who were trying to steal Ned Beatty's money. Because he just seemed nervous he, all the time, but he always seems nervous. I think he was, he, but I think uh, he was one of those like reluctantly helping. Yeah, you know, he was like reaping yeah. the rewards. One of Jerry wants to get out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah. All all we really know about Ned Beatty and what he does for his money um, is that he has a connection with the bank. Yeah, he's, that, he, that's a lot, and it's it's Stephen Tobolowski, and maybe he, he owns the bank. Yeah, I think Stephen um, is like either the general manager or yeah. owns the bank. And um, I, I think that Ned Beatty pays him in order to, you know, launder his money. I can see that. But so he's kind of like one of his goons. He's like what, probably his accountant or something like yeah, that, yeah, equivalent yeah. to. Yeah, that's what I yeah. figured. And so, but yeah, it really doesn't go into what Ned Beatty does. But you can tell he could pro- he's capable of a lot of things. I yeah. know what I he mean, does. He, he owns this town. He's like Ben yeah, Gazzara in Roadhouse. He, he just, does own that town. Yeah, he's like a local uh, warlord or something. He yeah. everybody's at his beck and call. That's the impression I got. Even though we hardly yeah. saw anybody except the main four characters. So who knows? Yeah, I mean the yeah. most criminal people are, are like well when you, when the movie first starts, it's Pauly Shore because yeah. he's the one who just planned a bank robbery. And in mm-hmm. fact, throughout half the movie, until you find out this money is dirty, it's still Pauly Shore. Yeah. yeah. Until at the end, you're like, oh well, it's Ned Beatty's money and it's dirty money. So yeah. okay. There, there's even a part where Pauly Shore and the logic is flawless so Polly Shore and this is the point where um, Ned Beatty had chased him down they find out that the money that he had retrieved from the bank bathroom um, is actually just shred of paper and he and his friend are talking and his friend's like what what are we gonna do yeah and he's like this is honestly as close as we're gonna get to being innocent because we have no idea what's going on <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that, that he boils it like boiling it down that that's what he says yeah and it's true. It's completely true. Like, he should have just left it as is and, and gone and worked like a normal job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you know that there's money just chilling up in that bathroom. That's true. But, but this yeah. movie kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Trapped in Paradise. Yeah. yeah with um, yeah. John Lovitz. That, that's the one I was uh, trying to think of. This yeah, small yeah. town with quirky things that are somehow not interesting. Yeah, but not yeah. nearly as good because yeah. like poorly executed. Yeah, there weren't yeah. as many quirky people. Like the carpet cleaner is probably the quirkiest guy. Yeah, <laughs> but then in like because in Trapped in Paradise, uh, it was a Nicolas Cage, right? He was the main yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Like at least you get a guy that can play. Yes. He can. I mean, say what you will about Nicolas Cage, but but he, he can, can act. act. Yes. He's an actor. You know what I mean? He he knows at least somewhat of what he's doing. Yeah, and he knows how to act like a uh, relatable uh, low life, like in yeah. Raising Arizona as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So like you throw. Polly Shore into either the John Lovitz or yeah. the, the Dana Carvey thing, and that works yeah. perfectly. Yep. But you need that guy that can kind of hold his own. And yeah, pa- Polly Shore is not the straight man. No, I no, think no. that's what this the 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 moral of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Of, of our podcast today is Polly Shore Paul- not a straight man. No, no, no. no. He's he, a great he psychic, really yeah. and he probably could be like a straight man's friend. Like, yes. Like, no, he is. He is on that. The, like, yeah. like he could be kind of a straight man, but he needs something else. Yeah, too, I kept you know thinking I mean? in this movie, he did remind me of Dana Carvey. You mentioned him. He reminded me of Garth. Yeah. 
I was a like, bit, he's yeah. a Garth with no Wayne. Why am I watching like a, this? <laughs> like a redneck Garth. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. The, that. That is a sad. I think Garth is a redneck. He's just not a southern redneck. No. He's no. A, Garth's a suburban, yeah, he's, like metalhead. He's he's a he's a suburban like metal dude. That's yeah, that's, not, that's a redneck, not redneck and a suburban metal dude are not one in the same. No. I was thinking it was a, I was thinking more small town than suburban. That's no, they're, they're a suburb of uh, Illinois, man. Yeah, suburb of Illinois, Wisconsin. That is a suburb of uh, yeah. Chicago. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, but yeah, this this movie unfortunately falls flat. And I just wanted to uh, mention because uh, we had talked about this before the movie. Uh, Mike D is not going to agree, but. Uh, <laughs> Daryl, Mike R, and I, uh, we uh, love Polly Shore, yeah. like the like the, the the dude, the man. Yes, yes, yes. Polly Shore, we think <laughs> you can't he's call amazing. him a man. Call him a dude. We we, we <laughs> think that he is is awesome. Um, uh, and the the movies that he did were really entertaining. Um, okay. Well, and, I was you know, thinking that only Lindsay was going to pick Polly Shore movies from now on. But if all three of you are going to start ganging up and doing Polly Shore movies, I don't know what's going to happen with I, me. I, I'm just saying this because me, we're talking me, a lot of yeah. shit about Polly yeah, Shore. Yeah. We, yeah. we really, we all honestly really like Polly yeah, Shore. Not to mention me and Lindsay yeah. were trying to plan a, a, a summer of Shore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer, summer at, at the shore. shore. Yeah. Summer at the Shore. <laughs> yeah, Summer at the Shore. Or we just watch Polly Shore movies. Because that'd still be amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it still could be coming. It still yeah. could be in the works. This one will probably not make it in. We'll probably just refer to this We're not going to it again. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so this is just like not not trying to dump on Polly Shore. And the thing is, I'm sure if he was given the right script in enough time, yeah, yeah, yeah. he probably could because, yeah, do a decent job. Because there were job. flashes where he yeah. wasn't terrible. I think yeah. the accent was a little much. Yeah. But I also think that if he had someone coaching him or just not doing something so yeah. kind of like a, a caricature. He could be passable. I yeah. prefer him as like not the straight man. Yeah, yeah. But I think that if he worked on it, like if if he had the the tools and mm-hmm. the right like script and the right movie, yeah. he probably would have done well in like a more straight role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He he really could have done a lot better if he was given more to work with. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I think the last scene of the movie, or one of the last scenes of the movie, I don't even know how it gets to this point. It doesn't really even matter. <laughs> no. But there's just like I don't know. There's like some kind of money exchange and the cop is getting the money and he ties Paulie Sh- Short to a chair. I, I oh yeah, this know. is yeah, during the really final scene where yeah, they're the all getting scene. together in the hotel to exchange the money and everybody's there and yeah, it's it's one of those classic, you know, comedy, you know, somehow everyone's going to get together and it's all going to resolve itself. Yeah. or so We're going to shoot at each whatever. other from five feet away and not even come close to hitting anything. <laughs> yeah, that is the most yeah. embarrassing yeah. part. Yeah, about everyone's this like an FBI agent or like, you know, all these other or stuff. No one thug. can shoot anybody. No. Like you would think that these people would know how to shoot a gun. Oh, yeah, well, oh one of uh, one of Ned Beatty's goons. I'm glad that you reminded me of this. They're doing this thing where they pop up from behind the car and fire and then pop down again. And one of them keeps popping up with a hat completely covering his face <laughs> and shooting like the, I, it doesn't have any negative effect on his aim because he wasn't going to hit anything anyway but. <laughs> yeah they're like uh this whole everyone here is like stormtrooper bad like they're all just <laughs> terrible at shooting if they if they had just had blanks like if ned was like hey we don't want to actually hurt anybody so just put blanks in your gun and just kind of fire until they run yeah. away i would have believed that yeah that would have been a better plot point <laughs> Then, uh, oh, we're just all really bad at shooting from five inches away. <laughs> yeah. But during the scene, the lady cop gets kidnapped by Ned Beatty, and he's going to you know, kidnap her, and I don't know what his end game is, but whatever. Hostage. And, and uh, Paulie Shore just jumps into the back, like dives into the yeah, back yeah, yeah, that was seat awesome. of his car. And I was like, ah, oh, that's the Paulie Shore we know and love. Yeah, Paulie Why Shore couldn't that Paulie Shore? For like one second of screen time. <laughs> the lady cop was being held hostage for one second of screen time. Then it all just resolves itself. 
Hey, man, that's how it happens in Inferno. Yeah. And speaking of ladies, uh, no passing the Bechdel test. I think the only lady other than the lady cop is the bank teller. Yeah. True. Who was super excited about being robbed. Oh, she loved day. it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she enjoyed it. She liked the idea of the cards. She yeah. was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah, they did the thing where Dear she diary. reads the card out loud instead of realizing yeah, that yeah. it's a message he's giving to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. And when she takes him back to see all that money, she's like licking her lips and like all wild eyed over. Yeah, over she all probably carries some money in her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I come back here weird. too and, you know, just yeah. kind of touch myself Scrooge and look at it. Duck myself. Yeah. Just throw it around. <laughs> just dive into this <laughs> to repackage it every no. single day. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not much else really to say. No. No. The banks are really smoky. We noticed yeah, that. Yeah, that was crazy because as soon as they got into the bank, it was like they just, I, they must have had like a cigar afternoon yeah. in there. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> it if they had like, like a, a bad cup. TV yeah. show or something where it was just like smoke, unnecessary An smoke. An insane yeah. amount of smoke in that. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, hit the fog machine, guy. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Yep. That's all I got. Yep. And uh, yep. I have one more thing, which is the most overwritten phony narration of all time was when he was forced by the script to say the line, and let's just face it, I dug the fact that she took the noose from around my almost doomed neck. <laughs> Well, that just yeah. makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, I did want to mention, and Mike D, this is not the time to start fading in music. We the lab. I did want to mention that. <laughs> What's it going to uh, talk for at least 50 seconds? I did want to mention that uh, I was a guest on uh, the Can We Just Be Friends podcast recently. Um, they were nice enough to ask me to come on. Um, and they were nice enough to let me plug our show. Brilliant. Um, so I wanted to do the same for them. Um, so that's why we're up to 95 Facebook followers. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah, we got that. We, we got that. Can we just be friends bump? Where can we find this um, podcast? You can find it um, at rhymeswithnerdy.com. All right. Um, and there's also uh, Can We Just Be Friends um, on Facebook, of course. Hit it up, people. Yeah. Check them out. They're, yeah, they're cool. It's great. And check out us on Twitter and Facebook. We exist. We don't forget that. Yeah, don't don't forget that the podcast you're listening to exists, guys. Yeah, what about what about hamsters? Do they yeah. exist? Look, when people turn these mm. things off, it just leaves their brains. You know, I just wanted to stick in there for yeah. one extra second. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. the lab. We the lab. I'm not some Romeo guy with a whole bunch of smooth lines, and I'd never say anything like angel face to anyone my whole life, but I meant it. Even if it did sound dumb as hell, I meant what I said about Layla's angel face. And I was just praying that she didn't think I was a goof for saying so. What a day. With the nap. Japan!